Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five programs that need a 2024 reboot. Now, none of these coaches are on the hot seat because that's another top five. This is programs that, you know, just maybe, you know, need a nice shower and a shave, some new clothes, you know, something something to, to refresh them because they they had struggles uh, that were maybe outside their, their character, uh, their normal seasons uh, in the past. Number five, UNC. Um, they've had two good seasons in a row, but the way that this one ended was really not great, especially when you've got Drake May. They fought all year to get Tez Walker. They got him. They won a couple games, and then they just hit the wall uh, and and lost on the way out. Uh, Mac Brown's got to start capitalizing on the talent that he's getting in. Um, I don't think he's lost a step or anything, but he does have to – you know, they've got to they've got to kind of start delivering on this. Drake May's walking out the door. Um, you're replacing him at least in the short term with Max Johnson, who is no Drake May. Uh, and so now you have to to kind of you need a reboot. And I'm I, I I'm kind of wondering if maybe Mac missed his window that he had here at North Carolina with Sam Howell and Drake May back to back. Uh, yeah, I mean possibly. I mean I, I don't. Yeah, maybe reboot. I just think of it wrong because it's like you're I, I get where, the way you're using it control yeah, I mean, alt delete just yeah kinda, yeah. Uh, yeah um yeah I mean they're there's kind of hovering in that eight nine win range and how do you get over that hump if you're you're Mac Brown uh, after these past couple of years because you're right you're not gonna have a better quarterback in in the next go around uh you're also in the midst of all of this uncertainty now Max at the age where he can just call it quits at any time and nobody will blame him otherwise yeah. so I don't know how how much longer he he plans on coaching, but uh, yeah, I mean they they got to find a way to to jump up and, and grab the ACC by the horn somehow or another. Uh, so long as the ACC is still around for however long it's still yeah, around, it yeah. um, and then you know, shoot, if you don't do that, if things do change, you're not going to easier waters. You're yeah. going to even tougher waters. So yeah, the time is now to go jump up and try to be the brand that kind of runs the ACC. If you're North Carolina, um, but. How you go about doing that, um, other than, than what you've already done, um, you know, that's what he has to figure out this offseason. But they've had some respectable years, but you're right, they haven't had that blow-away 10-win-plus type of a year that you'd expect them to have given the likes of the Drake Mays that have walked through but, those doors. Look, look, I'll just Sam Howell was there. Like, that's back-to-back yeah. NFL uh, quarterbacks. And, you know, you, you're, you're, you didn't you win the conference with either of them. Number four. LSU, this one is not as big of a reboot, but uh, they certainly need it on defense. Uh, they're going to have new coordinators on each side of the ball. The offense is probably not going to change that much because they're uh, promoting for them. But bringing in, uh, is it Brian Baker that's coming in from, from Missouri? Um, you know, he will, I know job one for Brian Baker is to, not do whatever they were doing with Harold Perkins. Like, that was a bad idea. Who? 
<laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Like, he just, like, disappeared. Oh, bad, Smokey. Yeah. So, yeah, I would, like, in my job interview, like, and sometimes, like, telling somebody, a coach, like, here's what you did wrong, and that's why you're hiring me. If you find the right way to do that, the first thing I would have said is, like, listen, Coach Kelly, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take number four, and I'm going to... I'm going to move him into the backfield where he wants to feast. Like, you have got a frigging wild animal here, and you put him in a cage. Yeah. Like, you need to let this dude run. And that's what I think that they're going to do. I, I but I do think that, like, Brian Kelly's won a lot of games. He's won a lot of games. But if he really wants to, you know, he, he get his footing in the SEC, he needs to, to let the dogs hunt. I would have put him as a preseason nominee or at least in the in – the, Pole or the odds of being a Heisman Trophy, it, not going to win it because that position you have to be just like extra special, but at least in the conversation before the year began. And when I voted for All-American, not one time did I even think about Perkins. Yeah. Not one time. No, I mean, he was completely just mismanaged. disappeared. He yeah. was completely yeah. mismanaged so many times. Yeah. Um, Matt House is going to have to live that for a very long time. <laughs> Number three, TCU. I mean, look, Sonny Dykes is in no trouble of being in the hot seat. They're just two years removed from the greatest season possibly in the history of TCU, at least in the modern era for sure. Uh, And they – but they need to – you know, everything that they tried did not work last year, and they need to – you know, obviously, new defensive coordinator changes that. Another year with Kendall Bryles probably does that. Josh Hoover you know, appears to be the guy at quarterback. We'll see how that, that works out for them. But, yeah, this is a team that, yeah, they'd certainly need to kind of, you know, grab the cloth and shake the dust out because it, it didn't work out for them. Yeah, and I wanted to mention, too, because uh, we mentioned some of the changes that LSU's already made. Uh, Mac and North Carolina did move on from Gene Chizik. I yeah. mean, that was the big step that they've taken so far this offseason. So maybe that's the key is if you had some of the offense and now you you got to get the defense right. Defense has certainly been problematic for them. So I just wanted to wrap around back to that. But, um, yeah, with TCU, I mean, I don't know how much you're – I mean, you are who you are, and I think their identity is is pretty clear, although it got a little confusing last year because of the new offense and, you know, how much is Sonny, how much is Kendall, why Mm -hmm. is it like this compared to the way it was the year prior? And and so last year was just a weird year, and they were one of those teams that – and this is kind of what I talk about with Texas, although Texas, I think, is dealing with a higher level of of talent overall – to start with and then certainly to, to backfill with, but TCU lost a lot of really good players off of that national championship run, like the Thorpe Award winner. Both running backs. Heisman finalist quarterback and, you know, first-round NFL draft pick receiver. Quentin Johnston, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, like, they lost the greatest class, like, in TCU history, basically, on paper. And so they went and got JoJo Earl and, you know, all these different guys, and they plucked, you know uh, – Brocker Meyer from Alabama as well, and and uh, you know looked on paper to be pretty good, but you just can't replace all that experience no. and that you know veteran leadership and all of those things. I don't give a damn what a guy's star rating was when he was eighteen years old. So I think that was their biggest bugaboo last year. This year will tell us a lot about how much is Kendall yeah. and and what they're trying to do offensively versus just the changeover last year. Um, you also got what changes on defense now as well. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, that was a bad look last year. I mean, it's one thing to fall off a little bit. It's another thing to not even make a bowl game. And yeah. that that's that's not where they should have been. I don't care how much talent they lost in this era. TCU shouldn't be missing a bowl game for any reason other than, like, your best player got hurt. Now, their quarterback got hurt, 
but he wasn't even the guy no, by the end. North of, Texas he's, he's not even there. So yeah. Chandler Morris, you know, no more dealing with him. And, and I guess it is Josh Hoover's team moving forward. Uh, he got some valuable experience. <laughs> but, yeah, they're – they're in a, an interesting spot because I don't know quite what to make of them. I, I was all in on them last year because I just felt like the, the portal, you can go and replace guys. But, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a, a big question mark this season. Number two, Clemson. They closed very strong. Won the last five, I guess. Uh, had some big wins. After that Miami game, like, stuff started to look like it was it was falling apart. They, you know, uh you know, Dabo's out throwing the quarterback under the bus in the press conference and, um, you know, letting his emotions get the better of him. But, I mean, unless he got hit in the head with a brick and, like, is having memory loss, like, he didn't forget how to do this. Now, he may have to adapt more, and they haven't really adapted that much. But this is a team that, like, he does need to give himself a fresh perspective. Now, he closed, again, really strong, but... You know, are the other teams in the ACC, you know, Florida State caught up and passed you last year. Can they do that again? Uh, is Miami coming? It, you know, NC State is really good. I mean, like, they're really good and well coached. They got Grayson McCall. That's a game you can you can drop. You, you've got, you know, um, I, I don't think they're scared of any of the teams coming in right now, but this Duke, I don't think is going to miss much of a beat with Manny Diaz. You guys know how I feel about it. They got Malik Murphy. They've got, that's the highest rated quarterback they've ever had come in there. So they've got potential. And so it's not the, the good old days of the ACC for Clemson anymore. So he's got to be careful where he, he decides to drive this, but he's still got a tremendous advantage being at a premier program. What like could have been a completely like a train wreck was nine and four. Now yeah. at Clemson, that is not the standard because of the last six to seven, eight years. But nine and four and needs a shower. But but they finished strong and maybe maybe they caught something there uh by winning their last five games. But they're not they were not crisp, efficient, they were not razor sharp good. No, I mean they they definitely need to uh improve this season and, and get back to that kind of double digit standard. Um but to y'all's point, I mean the fact that they had such a down year and still won nine games, I think most Every school in America, save for about ten of them, maybe fifteen, would would all trade for that in a second. Um, but that is the the high bar that you set for yourself. Uh, nobody else set that for you. Dabo set that for himself with the success that they had over the years. And so, yeah, they they want to be back. The question is, can Clemson be what they were a few years ago in this different era? Because it's a different era from when they were winning those titles um, with the NIL and transfer portal additions. So. Um, we know his hesitancy to fully embrace that or embrace it in some cases at all. Can you sustain not only your job period in college football, could you sustain the job like that one, doing it that type of way and doing it your own way? We're, we're finding out, and we're going to find out more come next season. But, yeah, I like the way that they, they finished, and I think that if nine's your down year, then you're still feeling pretty good about things. And, um, and yet at the same time, they kind of are sort of – moving to the back of your mind when you immediately start reeling off championship contenders, whereas Clemson would have been one of the first four teams you probably would have mentioned for about three, four years sure. straight there. Yep. Um, you don't mention them in the top five any longer. Um, I don't even think of them. I, I'd, I'd get into the, maybe the top ten before I'd finally, oh, yeah, Clemson at like nine or something. But, um, yeah, that's a, that's a step back. So, I, yeah, I, I think uh, the Alabama job has come and gone. You know, not – Sure, that ever got even serious with Dabo interest-wise at all. I know Alabama fans, plenty of them will say no, they never had any interest, but that threat's no nowhere even in the picture. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all about him and Clemson and, and the job he can get done and get back to uh, the promised land. Uh, we'll see, but uh, they do need to hit a little bit they, of a reset. They've not lost a lot of transfers with one of the ones they've – I mean, they've lost a couple that are big. Bo Collins is another name. Andrew McCuba is at Texas, and that's a, that's a huge one. Uh, they've lost uh, – and they lost a guy to, to, to Mizzou as well. So they're losing guys like that to other good programs, and they're not putting them back in. That's the math that I think that whatever reason that Dabo isn't seeing, right? Like, look, if Texas is going to take one of your – like, look – you got to go Sean Connor in the Untouchables. They put one of ours in the hospital. We put one of theirs in the yeah, morgue. Yep. Like, that's how you have to do it. Number one, USC. This is, look, Lincoln Riley didn't come out there, and they're not giving all the money in NIL and trying to do all the things that they're doing for him to go seven and five. Now, look, they have the entire, like, they have the entire defensive rebuild. The whole staff is different. They've gone big there. We'll see how that works out for them. But I don't even need to expound on this. When you have Caleb Williams and are not even in the conversation for the conference title uh, with a month left to go in the season, that's a failed season. Yeah, that USC. thing went south pretty quickly. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, you're not going to get a quarterback. I don't care who is next. That's going to be of his stature, of his talent, of his dynamics. Uh, and a, a guy that you know well because you recruited him to Oklahoma. They've got to turn that around. He's not there to go 7-5 and five or even 9-3. and three. Yeah, I mean, this was pretty obvious. They didn't hire him to, to do just what you said. Um, the fact that Caleb Williams didn't even make it back to New York. I mean, it's one thing to not win the Heisman a second year in a row. It's another thing to not even be a finalist for it the year after you won it. That's how... Uh, much of a disappointment that was. But, yeah, I mean, this one's pretty clear-cut, and I don't think he's on the hot seat. But uh, certainly there are some expectations, man. And now you're moving into the Big Ten. That's just another wild card in the whole thing. And However, that ends up working out for you long-term. But, uh, yeah, Lincoln's got to win, and, and that's why he's there in Los Angeles. So uh, interested to see what they do post-Caleb Williams era uh, because it's the first time in – Three years, we're going to see him without Caleb Williams as his quarterback. So that's going to be interesting, whether it's Miller Moss or, or somebody else. Oh, they got the transfer from um, UNLV. Was UNLV oh, yeah, at, yeah, at yeah. quarterback. Uh, my this, it, it might help, too, uh, with him running the show. All right, Paul, thank you very much. All those programs that are trying to get a new sh- uh, like new shampoo and a shower, a hot shower, not a cold one, uh, to try to get themselves a haircut. A haircut. Get themselves a nice suit. Be respectable. The, the Meet top a nice five girl. Settle shave. down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the, the uh, top five sponsored by TexasBeefHouse.com. Don't forget, January 30th, that's next Tuesday, you can bid in person or online. All of their Wagyu steaks are now offered in the auctions, and they've had incredible success I spoke with Aaron Duvall by text, in fact, uh, last night. Excited about it. Next, next Tuesday, go to TexasBeefHouse.com for more information on the bid sheet and all of the details and specifics. All right, for Garrett Ross, also thanks to Jack McKenzie, Emery Winter. Tonight at 1030 on 365 Sports Tonight on the local CW. If you don't mind, hit the like button. And also subscribe if you haven't or tell somebody else to watch us and have them do that. We appreciate it. Paul Catalina, Craig Smoke. I'm David Smoke. Thank you as always. Triple option tomorrow at 1. We're back at 3. And this is 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.